Bad shots, bad shots, bad shots, bad shots, chatting with Matt the Bat. You chat, I chat, we chat, I'm back chatting with Matt the Bat. Yeah! Hello, 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 everybody. I'm Matt the Bat from Matt the Bat's Bat Shit Shit Show, and this is another episode of Bat Chats. It's the series where I interview all my favorite creators uh, that will, you know, DM me back. Yeah, and he don't answer, I know. <laughs> Hard to believe, right? <laughs> Uh, no, no, I'm joking, I'm joking. But uh, yes, we're back again with another interview. I'm staying busy these days. I'm super excited. Uh, thank you so much for coming back. It really means the world to me. And if you're new here, please make sure to smash that like button and, and smash that subscribe button just way, way harder. Uh, because the goal is to get to 1,000 subscribers by the end of July. And I'm actually starting to think it's doable. I thought it was a stretch, but now I'm kind of thinking that we can do it. Uh, we're like over half halfway there. So let's go, everybody. Today we have one of my favorite musicians on, which is pretty fun for me. Uh, he recently put out his album Six Feet, and it's just wonderful. You, you got to check it out. Uh, I'm one of his top fans on Spotify, which is what Spotify tells me. Um, <laughs> and one of his hits, which is called Cut Off, was my one of my most listened to songs of 2020, which was uh, pretty sick and you know crazy year. So we'll get into all that. Uh, everybody, welcome Luya. Yo, <laughs> what's good? <laughs> what's up, man? So Not you pronounce much. it Luya, huh? Yeah, Luya. A lot of uh, yo. It's funny when you ask like Siri to say Luya. It's like Luaya. Oh, like, really? <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, but yeah, Luya. So I always say I always say Luya, not Ya. Like, is that a different? Is there is there a difference? I don't know. Luya is cool. Luya. Either one's cool for me. Just not Luaya. <laughs> <laughs> I would never do you like that. Um, yeah, man. So as I, as I just said, you know, be, before you came out of the stage, cut off was one of my top songs of 2020. And that kind of says a lot because 2020 fucking sucked. <laughs> Do you agree? Yo, tell me about it. Literally, I'm actually happy for 2020, but it really did suck because as an artist, you're hit with, yeah, no more shows. Yeah, you can't go out. Yeah, you can't go to that meeting. Oh, can't go to New York. Can't do this. So when that hit me, um, I literally was like, you know what? I need to start writing more music. And that was kind of the birth of everything that I started. So I wrote the EP Virgo, which Cutoff was tied to. And I don't know, it was probably one of the best decisions I've made because Cutoff is now my biggest song on Spotify. Dude, I was just looking at it. It's huge. It's got what? Over 2 million, 2 million listens? Yeah. Dude, what? That's fucking insane. I know. It's, it's kind of crazy to like look back on everything I've done in my life. And I've been in multiple metal bands. I used to scream. I played guitar. And then... You know, I've had fun with all those people and I appreciate them all because they're definitely a big part of my growth. But to see a song that I did with just a few people, that's, you know, I had two writers help me write. I had uh, my best friend Dakin literally help me produce and mix and master the song. I recorded it myself to see it at 2 million. I don't know, I, I just think it's crazy. It's funny that you bring up the being in a metal band because actually that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about because I think whether you and I know it, I mean, we're obviously friends, we've been friends for a while. Um, we actually have a lot in common because I know that you were part of the metal scene growing up and we're both from yes. the tri-state area. Uh, yes. you know, no offense. Thankfully, I'm not from Jersey like you, but, uh, <laughs> I am from Connecticut. Jim wow. Chan laundry, bro. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, but no, so what I was going to say was you and I have a lot in common because I think we're the same age. Are you 25? Yeah, I'm 25. Okay, cool. Me too. And yeah, so we have, we kind of grew up in a similar situation where, I was, you know, I was in this like shitty punk band in high school and we were playing all around. We played with bands from Jersey all the time, uh, play with metal bands all the time. And like, so 
I, I know that community and how strong it is. And I see like a lot of people have gone on to like move out of that genre and yeah. sort of um, take on, you know, different genres, take on different styles of music. Um, and for me, like that, intro- that music scene was like the introduction to music videos. And those music videos were kind of how I started getting into that kind of stuff. So can you talk a little bit about your kind of origin through the metal world? Oh, wow. I mean, it started when I was 16. Uh, like, again, met a group of people that were just they needed a bassist and i was like yeah i'll play bass but i played guitar i just wanted to be in a band i feel like that's every bassist or origin oh. story <laughs> well once i showed up for band practice uh they were like yeah our bassist our our guitarist quit we need a guitarist actually i was like oh wow <laughs> yeah I'll, i'd rather play guitar than play bass so i started playing guitar with them that band was called premonitions uh that's where i just learned how to record I literally didn't know what studio equipment was. I didn't know what recording guitars meant. I didn't know that you had to be like super on point and just like track them very well. And I learned all of that and that got me so interested. Um, After that though, the band kind of broke up and I started doing vocals for another band called Item Minds. Do you feel that location kind of like attributes to the type of music you make? Because Jersey is really unique in the sense that it's super diverse uh, geographically because obviously you're outside of two massive cities where there's a lot of um, hip hop influence and a lot of uh, even like pop punk is was a huge thing in Philly uh, and punk was obviously a big thing in New York. So like and then and then also with Jersey, you have the con- the countryside like it's can be very rural in some places. And then you have the beach. Yeah. You have yeah. it, it has its own cities, has its own college sounds, towns and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, there's a lot to be said about that from like a. A music standpoint do you feel like that has an impact on you i'd say the most impact that i've ever like definitely when i was in a metal band there was a lot of impact because i was playing all these shows and hearing all these different artists uh but when it came to doing hip-hop i didn't have the backing like i had as a metal performer or a performer in that sense so when I got into it, the only influence that I really had was everybody inside my house and whatever they were listening to. Um, Cause I, I wasn't like a big, you know, I just didn't get into hip hop or pop as much. I did listen to it, but I just, as an artist, it was something so new for me. So when I tried to do it, it's just like, I don't know who to listen to. And my brother's like, well, here, check out this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy. I'm like, yo, these are all sick artists. Like, I need to listen to this more and I started gathering all that information. So I'd say the biggest influence is just everybody I'm surrounded by plus all the people when I was in bands, very big. So it's like a yes and no type of answer, but yeah, yeah, totally. It all depends on where my situation was and what I was dealing with. One thing about you that's really impressive is you you just put out like so much music. Uh, from a from a creator perspective myself, I'm just always impressed with the amount of shit you put out. Like the sheer volume is crazy because I think in the past year you've had a couple releases and that's that's kind of insane. Do you want to tell me a little bit about like each of those releases and how you've sort of been progressing as a musician? Yes. So the first one I started, so I started off with like, I think three singles. Um, and that was, I think like three, four years ago, maybe three. Uh, I didn't have anybody to mix and master. I was recording, I was doing everything myself. Um, Later on in the career, I had met Dakin. He hit me up on IG um, uh, and he was like, yo, I really like your stuff. I'm looking at your stories. I'd love to work with you. I blew him off. 
Oh no. <laughs> I did not know who he was. I was scared to work with anybody. I was terrified of just being walked over as an artist and people taking my music. And I felt like I had something special. Um, he hit me up again and I decided to dive more into it. And I saw that one of my friends, Cooper Davis, that I grew up with in New Jersey was following him. And I was like, no way. All right. So let me ask him uh -huh. about Cooper. Now you're let like, me oh, ask him about legit. Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, so I was like, you know, Cooper, he's like, dude, I work with Cooper. I was like, all right, I trust this guy instantly because Cooper was uh, one of the first people I was in a band with before I was in the big bands. It was just uh, somebody I was kind of just playing around with in a basement, you know? Yeah. So once I figured that out, it was like, we're just going to do music. Uh, let's just let's just get everything in line. So I started out with Smile For Me, which was this seven song. I'm going to call it an uh, EP. I know it says album, but it's it's more of an EP because I don't feel like I really did my best. But um, uh. we started out with that, and that was the first like full production with me and Dakin just going, you know, together on everything. I don't know. After that, I had a big break. Actually, no, there wasn't a big break in between that. I released Cut Off, <laughs> a, like I think like a month after. Wait, so this is all in 2020? Yeah, this is in 2020. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, I am just shocked at how much shit you put out, and it's such a it's such a treat as a listener because you know I sometimes was, you gotta wait for years for the shit, and you're. I was out music often. hoarding. I hoarded music, bro. <laughs> I hoarded all it? my. I was hoarding it because I was so scared to release my music. But the the whole Virgo EP when I did that, I feel like people were like, "Yo, this guy's actually pretty good." Like, I put out Smile for Me and. There was a few songs on there that people loved, and I, I played that, I think, at the show that you were at. Uh, that was the songs I was playing at the time. I didn't even have, Cutoff wasn't even written at that point. Um, but once the pandemic hit, it was like, yo, you have nothing to put out. And if everything goes to crap, and let's just say, I mean, look at us now, we're, you know, you're, <laughs> COVID's gone. Um, you know, like, you're allowed, you know, if you have nothing, then what are you going to put out to people on just the internet alone? How am I going to start a fan base without actually having to go in public? So I was just like, just music, 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 music. So now there's like, I mean, I told you, I don't know if I should tell everyone, but there's a lot, there's a lot of music sitting down. There really is. Well, we're talking about your releases. I've seen just such an evolution with each of your releases as you were talking about, like just watching you grow has been so honestly so awesome. And know that people are watching this growth and seeing this growth and especially with the music you just sent me i was listening to it today it's uh some new music you're gonna be putting out in the future i was like damn this guy is like really versatile because though the the vibe of those songs are like your style but also like totally different and something fresh and new yeah. I, I just i love that there's just such a uh every song you never it's a mixed bag you never know what you're gonna get but it's still gonna be you at the end of the day which is pretty awesome for me to get to that point a lot of people need to realize that you need to listen to the people that are in your room. Mm, uh, yeah. Stop stop sheltering yourself from everybody that's around you. And I'm only talking core people. I'm not saying this guy that's coming over, you know, once a week and he's always drinking or something like, no, the people that are willing to help you grow are the ones that are going to tell you, yo, that shit's hot or that shit's not. And I always listen to what they have to say. And I, although I am the main person that's, you know, okay, this is the style I want to do. This is the vocal melody I want to do. I have people that help me write. I have people like, it's not just me. So when you get all of that and put it together, just like the big people do, they have like 
hundreds of people on one song. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have about maybe five to six each time, maybe less, maybe sometimes it's three or four. Sometimes it's just me and Dakin. Um, it all depends on what the day's like. But when you have that, you'll see that every song just gets done and it gets done with such efficiency and people don't get that. Oh, like, oh, you got, oh, Luya's got ghostwriters. I don't care. <laughs> I, I make music with my best friends and my family. I think that's the best thing I could ever ask for. No matter what anybody says, like, okay, yeah, somebody helped me wrote lyrics. I create melodies. I, I create all the melodies. Sometimes Dakin will be like, yo, you should sing this. Why not take his opinion, you know? Dude, totally. I mean, that's just like a fucking dumb and outdated thing to say that you have exactly. a ghost. You know, like everybody, I mean, El, think about Elton John. Elton John is one of the most famous examples of someone who since the beginning... I mean, there was no question he didn't he didn't write lyrics like that was never his thing he wrote music and that's yep. obviously just as important and he's also the performer so i think that in no way shape or form does that take away from your credibility as a musician so yep. i wouldn't even think twice about that and obviously having a team is so important that's important in the video world as well so i'm glad that you get to have that sort of collective by you and you said uh actually i don't want to give away the secret i was gonna say you've been collaborating with somebody in your family is that true yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should we keep that one a secret? Yeah, we we'll, we'll keep it a secret. No, nah, no, nah, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't have to. We don't. Have to. Um, no, I've been uh, doing a lot of collaborations with like my brother. Uh, like him and I write lyrics together, and that's probably one of the closest things I've had in a long time when it came to writing because him and I have never gotten along, wow. and it, it's been. And like, like we did, but you know, it's the brother thing, you know, like, oh, I want to beat you up. Or, oh, I want to beat you up. And like, like some, I thought about it the other day. I like swear to God, it's going to make me cry. But I, I like to sit down with somebody that I was so heated up on every day. And we never got along. We never saw the same. It was like, I'm super emotional. He was super strong, you know, and I'll just be like, why don't you just listen to me, man? Like, you know, like, but um, <laughs> to sit down and work with him, and we did ten songs in ten days. That's all I have to say. Holy shit! And I would do the melody because I like music, and he would help me with the lyrics. What a way to bond, man! It's mm -hmm. fantastic. I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah, he's a legend. Just a legend. One thing I wanted to talk to you about was Post Malone because obviously, uh, like myself, go. you and I are both huge fans, I and. Am. Um, and I feel like I talk about him all the time in the show. It's to the point where I'm like embarrassed about it because I listen <laughs> back and I'm like, why the f how the f do I manage to sneak this guy into every single conversation? It's um, easy. He's a cool ass motherfucker. <laughs> dude, I know, right? And yeah, so like, uh, obviously people have compared you to Post Malone, but one thing that I think is super, super interesting about that is that you actually lean in, into this from a marketing perspective. And I think that's the smartest and greatest thing you could ever do because I don't even hear like when I first heard cut off I thought like this is like posty style mm -hmm. but I never like I would never question it in a room which is what I think is the greatest thing because you are influenced by somebody you make music that his fans will love mm -hmm. and you're also not in any way shape or form ripping them off it's your own thing it's your like so I think yeah. it was so smart from a marketing perspective to kind of lean into that and um, seeing some of your ads on Instagram and stuff like that, kind of marketing to to that group of people who are really into him. I think that's yeah. just absolutely genius. I mean, it kind of just like fell down to the point where like, dude, before I was doing it, I had people just straight up like, yo, is that Post Malone? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm chubby and I have no face tats. 
but <laughs> I could be Post Malone if you want me to be Post Malone. Um, it also got to a point where it kind of just dragged me down. Really? Because I'm like, all right, am I going to hear this all the time? So you got the sneak peek of something that nobody's going to say it sounds like Post Malone. Dude, totally. Because I got tired of hearing it sometimes. And But then my brother was like, why are you tired of hearing it? And I'm like, dude, it's because I kind of resemble him. I got long hair. I got the same mustache. And he was like, <laughs> but dude, that's the best compliment you can get. Look at Post Malone. I was like, look at Post Malone. Wow. Yeah, it should. <laughs> I was like, you know what? And that's the only comparison I get. I don't get anything else. There's nothing else that I get. And I get it. People want to compare. And I had to take my energy from, oh, I'm Post Malone to, yeah, you know what? Sure. Yeah, I do sound like him because his look at his numbers. Look at the, what he's doing. If, if you think I sound like it, then I could do it too. I mean, dude, since the beginning of time, bands have influenced other bands. And mm-hmm. obviously that's like such such a huge thing. I know um, Panic at the Disco was really influenced by Fall Out Boy, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. you see similarities because that's the, that's the time period. That's what's hot right now. Mm-hmm. So I think at the end of the day, for me, it's just like another artist that I immediately would love because I already love Post Malone. But I don't. I don't even hear a similarity in the voice at all yeah. anymore, which I used to in the beginning, but I think it was just that one song. And then other than that, like, I just, I know your voice and I love your voice. I mean, I haven't even showed you this stuff where people said I sound like Don Tolliver. It, it's just like, I'm like, I, can I ever get away from being called something? Probably not. But you know what? I can call it my own at the end of the day and nobody's going to tell me yes or no to make it. The only people that I, are going to do it are the people I live with. So That's beautiful. That's that. That's, if it's not broken, don't fix it. And exactly. as long as you're not, as long as you're not copying anybody, then I think anyone should go for it. No, I mean originality has been dead for a while in so many mm-hmm. different ways. You could say my show looks like people keep telling me my show looks like Space Ghost, which I never watched before. I I just googled it and I saw it. it's like a, it was like this. I think it was Adult Swim. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna say your show gives me like a Cartoon Network vibe, like something that I would see or like Nickelodeon like put together like it reminds me of my childhood that's why i like it great i'm glad to hear that i i love it it like it gives me like a cartoon slash entertainment slash i can binge watch this slash i kind of like this guy (laughs) (laughs) thanks man well you know i the reason why you might feel that way is because i literally live in the past because i just don't want to face the present (laughs) i just (laughs) why the fuck would i want to face the present after a year like this man yeah exactly i need to put out those nostalgic vibes (laughs) <laughs> no, you really do. You hit the freaking nail on the hammer. Speaking of videos, your videos and branding are so cohesive, man. Like a big thing, a big part of the show when I'm talking about people and like re- researching them is mm-hmm. kind of looking at how their brands work, work as like a whole and all this stuff. And one thing that I thought was really cool about you and super rare was seeing an artist at such an early stage being able to identify their brand and... Um, just so quickly achieve such a cohesive brand. I think that that's super rare, but you see it through all, first of all, your album art, second, your music videos, and like all the stuff you're putting on Instagram. And I think the fact that you're so good at social media is like such a great thing for you and for marketing yourself. Would you agree? Absolutely, because the person that's doing that is my best friend since first grade, and his name is Kevin Boris. That's him? He runs a company. Yep, it's all him and my friend Alec that was the first person I went to for graphic design as a metal band. Oh my God. So 
you put Alec and you put Kevin together and you just like give them things to do, it's like, <laughs> this is the best thing ever. So I literally have this guy that was making my metal cover artworks now designing Luya stuff that has that grungy metal feel. And then I have literally since first grade, I was best friends with this kid. We have not ever like, we've just been best friends. It's no matter where he is, where I am, we just, we're, we're friends. We know it. Um, Isn't that great? He gets you. He gets the vision. It's oh, great. I, I, I tr- he comes from a family of just art. So this okay. kid literally is born art. Like he's just art. <laughs> so I'm happy that he's creating it because one, I trust him and he's got a vision like no other. And he also started to link up with this other um, friend of ours named Lorenzo Diego Carrera. And he's Italian and he is just so good at doing visual effects and 3d art and he brings a whole nother team into it so him kevin and alec and the rest oh my god it's like a big melting pot of beautiful insane well yeah that makes me think if he was working on metal stuff he's used to those insane logos with all the crazy you know yeah. that meme that's like it's like a deer antler and it's, it's like, like a, a, metal a pile logo. a pile of sticks like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for real so i mean I feel like if you can do that when it comes to typography and design, I feel like you can do anything. And I think that he's done your stuff very well. Because every time I see a video or I see a photo that you post, I, I'm like, how, how is it getting these all in such like a similar theme and look and everything? Uh, so yeah, that, that makes sense if you have a team that's just yeah. like amazing at that. It's all from the same, if not one to three people. So it could be one of them. It could be both of them. It could be all of them. Uh, just those three people have been killing it with the visual stuff. But Kevin was from the start just like, yo, you need somebody? I got you. I'm like, wow, we used to talk about working together when we were one. Like, not one. When we were one. <laughs> yeah, when we, we were one. Up. Do you want to work together? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> no, we were, we were talking about it when we were like 10 and 11. And just like conversing like yo one day we're gonna live together well we're living together we're actually in the room right now that we live together in so oh no way i didn't know you guys room together as well yep we room together though actually the whole house is we're all together and you're all all musicians uh yeah so is kevin too he's actually produced some songs uh he also he's gonna be playing drums uh for me when i do live stuff it's it's insane. It's like we yeah, all do what? everything. Yeah. So you've got like a whole collective in there. I mean, that's that's so beautiful to have a friendship that's one lasted uh, this many years, but also someone who just the thing about those old friends is they really support you unconditionally, and they no, absolutely they want you to succeed, and you know that they're gonna have your back. It's not like you meet some slimy dude in the industry who's trying to profit off of you or whatever. I had this conversation with um, Churchill, who I had on a few weeks ago. I think you not you might have. We were before. supposed to meet up. But oh, it never happened? No, I think somebody somebody had gotten sick, and I was in California. We were going to meet up, which I'm upset because I wanted to meet him. I thought he had some really cool music, but I did watch the interview, and he seems like a really solid dude. Oh, he's the best dude. I, I, You guys on a song together is probably one of my biggest dreams because I yeah, that would be. I fire. just love you both personally, but also like you're bo- you just both make such good music that I think would contrast each other so well. Mm-hmm. I think that's in the future, man. Next time we're all out in LA, we're going to make that happen. Yeah, maybe Matt the Bat will swing that all in. Yeah, man. I can help write some lyrics, you know? I have to write these f***ing scripts all day. Yo, that would be fire. I'm open to it. Why not? I used to, I used to write songs all the time, man. I need the, the most saddest pop punk thing that you can write. 
Oh, dude, I'm your guy, man. That's that's my f***ing thing. <laughs> I know why that's why you like Cut Off, too, because Dakin played the guitar, and he was in a pop-punk band, and you could tell me that's not a pop-punk riff, bro. Oh, no, it, it totally is. It totally is a pop-punk riff, bro. So have you been have you been getting playlists and stuff with your songs? The last playlist I got was uh, for my song, 9mm. That song kind of popped off on TikTok, right? Yeah, it did pretty well. Not as big as I wanted it to, but we got 30 to 40 people to at least share. And that's Dude, that's, that's more than enough that I could ask for. Dude, that's huge. That is f***ing huge. I wish 30 to 40 people shared my shit. <laughs> they will. Everybody share this now. Yeah, right. Share that. Like, comment, subscribe. You know, the, the, the plug. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, it, it's been kind of cool to see the ways you like integrate your music into trends and stuff like that. And it's really the sign. I don't know if it's you or your friend who's doing that, but it's really a sign of, uh, of just being up to date. And I think that's the, one of the best things you could be as a musician right now, because social media marketing, especially when it comes to TikTok, is obviously how so many people blow up and so many people get their start. And we've seen it millions of times before. And so I think to be kind of on the pulse of that and you know be ready to go whenever a new trend comes out and try to integrate your music into it i think it's it's huge you're already ahead of the game by doing that absolutely people are sleeping on tiktok if you're not using it you gotta use it i should be saying that to myself but really you gotta use it gotta use it <laughs> gotta use it so i hate to ask this question because it feels almost like it's a fucking stupid job interview or something and i've literally got asked this question a lot of before but where do you see yourself in five years because Obviously, like when I when I think about people seeing this this video, mm -hmm. I think okay, when someone sees this, I hope that you're huge by then, and I hope yeah. you know you're at that level, you're you're massive, and I would just I would just be really happy to see someone look back on this interview mm -hmm. and say, oh, he, look where he said he was going to be in five years. I've seen a lot of YouTubers do these videos where they kind of look back and you know it's they they filmed the video like five years ago and then they see what they say and like mr beast did it who i don't i mean i don't really care about mr beast but it was like interesting he's like oh i have like 100 subscribers i hope to get to like 2000 subscribers in five years or something like that and it's seeing how many subscribers <laughs> like he has millions, yeah bro it's crazy so what, what's your what's your five-year goal do you have one there's probably so many things i could say um i just want to be happy creating the music that i love and I've made it this far with um, little to no listeners. And I've been the most happy, if, most happiest I've ever been just creating this music with the people I got. So I just hope in five years I could still look at those people and say, you're my family. That's where I want to be. That is such a beautiful, beautiful uh answer thank, thank you. you for thank you for sharing that with me that's that was very sweet do you of have anything course. else you you'd like to promote before i kind of get us out of here yeah so um listen if you're in new jersey if you're in new york pennsylvania or connecticut i got a show july 23rd at the house of independence that's in asbury park doors are at seven yes sir if you guys want to come support some local music or whatever kind of music you want to call it come out come hang out I'll be there. I wish you were gonna be there, but I know you got some things going on. But yeah, man, you gonna do you drink before you perform ever? Oh man, I I, I have a <laughs> I, I have a limit. So yeah, be before I drink a lot of water, uh -huh. but right before I go on, for some reason I get like like three or four drinks, and then I stop, and then I'll have like my fifth one, maybe like halfway through my set. 
nice to hydrate <laughs> yeah and then like after that i don't know where i am at that point <laughs> i'm kind of just like all right we're having fun that's what we're doing well yeah that, this show is going to be amazing everybody should definitely go to that my friend thank you so much for coming on it's been such a pleasure of course bro thank you for having me uh, all the fans here, treat this guy with respect. <laughs> Look at this crazy visual he does. No one else <laughs> is doing this. Bro, and A. Fantano said, yup, this guy's fire. Come on now, give him props. Go follow him, comment, I like, know. and subscribe. You know the deal. <laughs> Thank you, dude. You're you're an awesome guy. It was so, so great to talk to you. Super talented. Honestly, can't wait to see what you do next. And everybody, please, please go check his music out. Uh, share it. Do some fucking stupid TikTok dances to it. Anything to, you know, <laughs> get the word out. <laughs> Please, yeah. Thank yeah, you yes. so much for having me, bro. I appreciate it. Of course. Yeah, this has been another riveting episode of Matt the Bat's Bat Shit Show. I'm Matt the Bat, as you all know. Uh, but hey, remember to like, comment, subscribe. Maybe hit that little bell notification if you're feeling generous. Uh, ding. Yeah, you know, help help me, like, make this a career. Like, I want to be, I want this to be my, my thing, you know, not my side thing where I'm like, Calling, calling Louis on, fa- on FaceTime and being like, bro, I need to get my shit together for like all this stuff. Like, I came into this interview not prepared at all. Thankfully, we're we're friends, so we can figure it out. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's doable. We just we just need your help. Um, and then I'll owe everybody a lot of money for for doing that. So oh yeah, absolutely. They might profit. Oh, by yeah. the way, uh, you could just send me cash up, you know, for the interview. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll send you. I'll send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just get it. I'll never yeah, accept man, money yeah. like that. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna block your ass right after this. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, make sure to tune in next week, everybody. Uh, you're all weird, and I love it. And thank you so much for all these cool new people who have been commenting. Uh, tune in next week, or else. That's where you say, or else. Or else. Or else. Or else. <laughs> <laughs>